Ghost Ship Radio Network. Sail onward. The time has come for another tale of terror and triumph, of murder and mystery. Join us as we bend the very notion of reality alongside the world's finest paranormal investigator, Vic Valentine. Vic is for Victoria. Thrust into a world she never knew existed, our hero combats the creatures of darkness in New York, the city that never sleeps. Using every trick of the trade learned from her father, John Valentine, and with the assistance of allies old and new, Victoria delves deeper into the rotten core of the Big Apple with each new case. Join us in tonight's episode, The Forest Phantom. Our story begins in the deepest and darkest of woods. A man flees an unknown assailant and finds himself fighting for his life against a creature beyond reason. What was that thing? How did it get dark so fast? I've got to find Julia and the kids. Julia! Michael! Danny! I can't be that far from the campsite. They've, they've got to be nearby. Julia! Who's there? Show yourself. I'll, I'll get the authorities involved. I swear it. This isn't happening. One minute I'm fishing by the pond and the next... Oh, this is crazy. Even now I can, I can feel its eyes upon me. Julia, Michael, Danny? Okay, okay. Maybe if I circle back the way I came, that thing won't be there. I need to think, catch my breath, just for a moment. Peter? What's happening? Mommy, where's Daddy? Mikey, just relax, okay? Dad went out for firewood. He'll be back soon. Danny, Michael, stay in that tent. I don't want either of you coming out. Don't worry, Mom. Dad said I was the man in charge while he's away. I'll make sure Mikey stays here with me. Danny, I want Dad. He'll be back soon. Just get inside your sleeping bag and... Mikey, your nose is bleeding. It's okay, Danny. He's here. Who's here? Mikey, what are you doing? Mom said... No! Michael, honey, it's, it's not safe out here, darling. Go! Back in the tent! It's going to be alright, Mother. You'll see. We'll all have a long sleep. Then we can see Father in our dreams. What did you say? It's time to sleep now. That's what he told me. Mom, I'm scared. Michael, honey, are you talking about Daddy? No, he's already gone. 
I'm talking about the man behind you. So, what happened then? Well, that's just it. Nobody knows. The police found the campsite a few days later. The whole family just disappeared without a trace. That, that's a bunch of baloney. Why would that kid Michael be acting like that? Because, Johnny, he was under the control of the thin man. The stories say he can control your thoughts and you become his puppet. All his victims have one thing in common. What? What's that? They're never seen again. It's getting late, and we don't want to get caught talking after lights out. Good story, Andrew. Not bad for a new kid. Yeah, that one blew mine out of the water. Thanks. But it's not just a story. <laughs> Good one. Still trying to creep us out. It's almost midnight, kid. Give it a rest. It's true, Johnny Valentine. And you'll see it as clearly as I did. For he has a keen interest in us all. And now we will become something greater. Okay, that's enough now. I'll be taking a swing at you if you don't stop. He is here to take us. Something just moved past the window! The light switch isn't working. What do you mean it isn't working? Hey, Andrew, get away from that door. I think the counselor may be out there. Ah, I hate patrol. The rest of the guys are playing cards in the rec hall, and here I am. The counselor with the short straw on bedtime watch. Well, that's strange. The door to bunk three is wide open. Would you gentlemen mind telling me why? Hello? Boys? You guys better not be... Hello? Johnny? Andrew? Where is everyone? Oh, no, no, no! I'm starting to think the legend might be true. This camp is cursed! Why would this happen, Vic? I don't know, Ashley. I'm sorry. I wish Dad was still around. He'd be able to find Johnny. I'm still working on it. Oh, I, I didn't mean it like that, Vic. 
It's just, it's been two weeks and no witnesses, no evidence of any kind. How do a dozen campers just disappear? If Dad taught me anything, Ash, is that nothing happens without leaving some kind of evidence. We just need to keep looking. Do you think it's true? About the curse, I mean. We'll find him, Ash. We'll find Johnny. I'm heading back up to Camp Golden Oak in the morning. There has to be something the police overlooked. We've gone over this, Miss Valentine. I've told you and the police everything I know. We do our rounds after lights out, and when the counselor got to bunk three... I know, Director Williams. It's just... It was my nephew in bunk three, and I'm not going to give up on him. There must be something we're missing. You sure you didn't hear or see anything peculiar the days before the disappearance? Nothing unusual about the children? None of them said anything? I'm sorry, Miss Valentine, but like I said, I didn't see or hear anything. And none of my counselors did either. And the children? None of them said anything to me. I mean, aside from being spooked about some ghost stories the new kid Andrew was telling. Ghost stories? You didn't mention anything before. Miss Valentine, if I went and told the police every time one of our campers was spooked by a ghost story, well, it would be my entire job. It was just some local legend stuff. Nothing that has anything to do with those missing boys. Local legend. Director Williams... This ghost story wouldn't happen to be about a curse, would it? A curse on Camp Golden Oak? As a matter of fact, it was. But how could you... What can you tell me about this curse, Director? I don't see how some old story will help you. Believe me, I've seen Stranger in my line of work. And you never know. Please. Well, all right, if you think it will help. People call him... The Thin Man. Oh, Clara, thank you for coming. Were you able to find anything on the thin man? Hello, Vic. There wasn't much, but I did find some old records. I guess this whole thin man mess began years ago, even before Camp Golden Oak opened. Only it was called Camp Beartooth then. The first boy in the area to go missing was named David. David Cartwright. Yes, Director Williams mentioned something about that. Well, he was the first, but he wasn't the last. Not long after Camp Beartooth opened, a bunk full of boys went missing. They had to shut the place down, and it stayed that way for years until new owners bought the camp and renamed it Golden Oak. But there were other disappearances. While it was still closed, I mean, more children went missing in the area, a few families even, none of them were ever seen again. I'm sorry, Vic. I didn't mean... It's okay, Clara. I know you didn't mean anything. Is that the record there? Hmm. Oh, yeah. There are reports on some of the missing children and an old newspaper article from the original disappearances. Camp closed, pending investigation. Hmm, that's strange. What's that? This boy in the picture here. The one from the paper. He looks so familiar. Hand me that photograph there, will you? This one here? Yes. This is the picture of the boys in Johnny's bunk. Bunk three. I don't believe it. Vic, are you all right? 
What is it? Look, Clara, the boy in this photo with Johnny, and this boy in the old picture. <gasps> they're... they're the same boy. I need to talk to this boy's parents. Vic, the thin man. In these stories, anyway, he isn't just a man. They say he moves with remarkable speed, can come and go as he pleases. In the static, like a radio, if he isn't human... Well, that explains why I can't find Johnny with my gift. And if that's the case, just be careful. Thank you, Clara. I will be, but I have to find Johnny. Thanks for coming out here with me, Cars. Sure thing, Vic. If you think we found a new lead on these missing kids, on Johnny, we have to follow it up. Look there, Vic. Camp Golden Oak is just on the other side of those woods. Strange. Sending your son to a camp so close to home. Hello? Mr. Tapley? It's Detective Carson Davenport. I have a few more questions about your son, Andrew. Hello, Detective. Hello, Mr. Tapley. This is my friend, Victoria Valentine. Her nephew was one of the boys that went missing. We were wondering if we could ask you a few questions. Yes, of course. Please, come in. Mr. Tapley, I was wondering if you would take a look at these photographs. Certainly, miss. What are they of? This one is of the boys in Bunk 3, and this one is from an old newspaper article when a bunch of boys went missing years ago. Notice anything unusual? No, nothing that I can see. Look at this boy here, Mr. Tapley, in the old newspaper clipping. I see him. What are you getting at? He looks exactly like your son, Andrew, Mr. Tapley. Maybe a little. So what? How do you explain that? How do I explain what, miss? That a boy from long ago looks like my son? Detective, what is this all about? I'm sorry, Mr. Tapley. We were just wondering if there was any connection between your son and the boy in the picture. No, I I don't think there is. Now, if you'll excuse me. Of course. We'll be leaving now. Just one more question, Cars. Mr. Tapley, have you ever heard of the Thin Man? The Thin... You need to leave my house. Now! Yes, sir. Come on, Vic. Sorry we weren't able to find anything, Vic. I don't know, Cars. Do you see the way he looked when I asked him about the Thin Man? His face got all pale and he took a step back. And there is more than a resemblance between those boys. If I didn't know better, I'd swear they were the same child. Come on, Vic. We've got a long drive ahead of us. I'm coming. I just wish... Wait a minute. What's that? Is that Mr. Tapley? I think so, and he's running right for those woods. Come on, cars. I think he went this way, cars. Hurry! Hold on, Vic. It's too dark. I can't see you. Vic? Where'd you go? Vic! What's that light up ahead? Looks like it's coming from that cave. Cars? Carson? Looks like I'm on my own. And and when that woman asked about you, I I didn't know what else to do. It's too much. Like at the first camp, it's too many. We need to spread them out, one at a time, like before. There's Tapley, on the other side of that well. 
Who's he talking to? We have to get rid of them. People are asking questions. They're too close. We could try again later. I I'm sorry. It's just... Get rid of them? Could he mean... Hold it right there, Tapley. You! What are you doing here? You need to go. It isn't safe. He can come back at any moment. Who, Tapley? The thin man. What do you mean? Where are the children, Tapley? My name isn't Tapley. It's David Cartwright. And you can't save them. He needs them for the sacrifice. David Cartwright. That's the first boy who went missing. You need to leave. I'm not going anywhere, Tapley. Where are the children? What sacrifice? You'd better start talking. He's here. In this world. But he isn't strong yet. He needs more. When enough innocents have been sacrificed, he will be able to stay forever. No, Tapley. You didn't. It was the only way. Only way to what? The only way he would spare me. But now we're so close. After all these years, so many children. He, he grew impatient. I tried to tell him it was too many at once. I, I tried to tell him. <laughs> all those children. <laughs> but, but it was the only way. Don't you see? Where are the children, Tapley? What was that? It came from behind that curtain. Johnny, hang on, John, I'm coming. No, I, I can't let you. Or it's me. Don't, don't you understand? It's them or me. Let go of me, Tapley. <laughs> you broke my nose. Look out for the well. My, my nose is... <laughs> Johnny? Johnny, you're alive. Aunt... Aunt Vic? <laughs> yes, Johnny, it's Aunt Vic. Vic, is that you? Over here, Cars. I thought I heard screaming. Uh, are you all right? I'm fine, Cars. I found Johnny and the other children, too. How are they, Vic? Are they hurt? They're fine, Cars. A little worn, but I think they'll be okay. Glad to hear it, Vic. Where's Tapley? Down the well. That was the scream you heard. He came after me when I tried to reach Johnny. I hit him. Okay, Vic. Right now we need to get you and these kids out of here. I can radio this in from my car. You go ahead, Cars. I'll make sure the boys are safe. All right, Victoria. It isn't far. I'll be back soon. You about ready, Simon? We've been out here for hours. This crime scene is as secure as it's going to get. The sun has gone down, and I'd like to get a bite before heading home. Sounds good to me, Frank. How about Mary's Diner? I'm in the mood for some flapjacks. Breakfast at this hour? You're an odd cop, but sure, why not? I'll meet you there. There's a few more things I want to do before I go. Suit yourself. These woods creep me out anyways. Hello? <laughs> That's strange. I could have sworn... No. Sir, this is an active crime scene. I'm gonna have to ask you to... No, 
face. And so, that's another case closed for our hero. Within the dark shroud of the secluded woods, some mysteries are best left buried. Join us next time for another ghoulish case with Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator. This has been Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator, The Forest Phantom, starring Natalie May as Vic Valentine and Brian, James Baker as Carson Davenport and Michael, Nicole Klein as Clara Blackwood, Jonathan Doobie as Peter and Frank, June Desmond as Julia and Johnny Valentine, Dan Knight as Danny and Counselor Stevens, Thomas Towson as Camp Director Williams, John DeLucia as Charles Tapley, Sam Kilbride as Andrew, Anthony Iannazzi as Simon, Ruth Vizard as Ashley Valentine, and Dan Goldstein as the narrator. Written and produced by Dan Knight and Douglas Osterhout. Special thanks to audio engineer Thomas Towson. Sound effects provided by Zach Crumpler. This show is part of the Ghost Ship Radio Network. For more information, go to ghostshipradio.com.